Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings, and I want to welcome all those out there to the Voice of Healing Radio, media, and television. Here we are at the reawakening in Dallas, Texas, and as you've been hearing so many amazing stories, I'm here with a, another brother, uh, Dr. David Martin, and David is, is the guy you've been watching, the doctor on the pandemic, and um uh, you know, as, as I was watching so much of what he was saying and using that as ammunition for my own family, for my own loved ones, for people in our churches around the world, I really believe, uh, Dave, that you've saved a lot of lives. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. And I want to thank you for being outspoken when nobody else would be. And, and now we're coming into... This whole new season of every what everything is happening is uh, things are coming out, and I and I really believe that people are going to be there's justice coming. I'll just say that. But thank you and welcome to our show. Thank you so much. And listen, it's awesome to be here. And you're exactly right. You know, we've already won, and that's the part I keep trying to tell people. Mm. We won a long time ago because yeah. we've always won. Yeah. We just sometimes lose sight of yeah. you know what that looks like. And 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 so first of all. You know, how many, how many people ever have the chance in life to know that their lives made a difference? And, and I yeah. constantly wake up with gratitude, seriously, every morning. Amen. Going that I'm one of the very few who knows that there are lives around the world that literally are hearts beating, lungs mm-hmm. breathing. They're having their chance at the sunrise. Yeah. And I've played a little role in helping that happen. And, and I can't imagine... Just the sheer wonder of the blessing it is. Yes. To know I don't have to wait for a final judgment to know that I've already gotten little inklings every now and then that the Amen. well done is being happening. So Amen. man, what a what a lovely place to be. And and yeah. so I'm just I'm grateful yes. that that I have the opportunity. And like I said, as long as the milk doesn't smell bad, I'm not past my use by date yet. You know. Amen. We'll keep going. Amen. You know, I, I, I interviewed Mickey uh, last, when we were in San Antonio last yeah. month. And uh, really, I mean, he told me how the whole thing unfolded with pandemic. When was it that you became aware and you began to understand something is wrong? 1999. And, and, and how did you get to there? Yeah, well, so, so in 1998, I started MCAM, which is the company that was the world's first and still the only underwriter of intangible assets, so patents and copyrights and trademarks, mm-hmm. all the things that are the intangible part of, of the way businesses run around the world. Yeah. I was the underwriter for those assets, and part of the job was to actually start aggregating you know, patents and copyrights, trademarks, contracts, licenses, funding sources, 
And so mm. we have that from 168 countries. Our records go back to 1786. We have wow. everything that's moved on this planet for the last wow. 250 years. And it turns out that one of the things that we started finding were things that appeared to be illegal. You know, let me mm. give you my favorite example. Sure. Um, when you find a U.S. Army patent on making a rocket-propelled grenade to deliver mm -hmm. anthrax or biological weapons. Does that sound like a, I don't know, a, something you'd a, expect a to see flag. in a doctor's office? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and we have laws in this country yeah. that says that that's not legal. Yeah. And here we have a patent wow. on how to do it. Right. These are the kinds of things that you look at and you kind of sit there going, this isn't evil hiding under this bush that we have to go out and find. This is yeah. evil it's right out there. You know, just right in front of your face. Mm. And so we started tracking this. And in 1999, we tracked one particular grant. Mm. And that grant was Anthony Fauci at NIAID mm. appealing to the guy who was the first one to figure out how to move coronavirus out of the, the gastric system of animals and make it hit the heart. Wow. This guy, Ralph Barrick, at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, had figured out how to manipulate coronavirus so it would attack strategic tissue and wow. listen to what i just said go for the heart yeah right oh, no, this, i mean I, like it, this is yes saying it if it weren't for the fact it's all documented you'd sit there going that's just a bad novel like that's a yeah. stephen king kind of horror show but mm. but he did that and anthony fauci saw the opportunity to use the spike protein and all of the parts of the coronavirus model yeah. to make what he called an infectious replication defective. Wow. And it's important we unpack what that means. That mm -hmm. means it's designed to harm people worse than the natural thing, yep. but it doesn't spread as well as the natural thing. So infectious replication defective coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And listen, that was patented at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill in 2002, the year wow. before there was SARS. Wow, yeah. So. I mean, you just sit there going, man, you know something's wrong, and yeah. it's not kind of wrong. It's like at soul level, you know it's wrong. Sure. And so, I mean, obviously, as you've seen what was unfolding when the whole coronavirus started coming out of Wuhan and, and seeing this immediately, your mind had to go back and think, I, this, is, this is that. So I wish I was going back. Yeah. I started my briefings on the bioweaponization of coronavirus in 2003. Wow. I didn't go back. <laughs> well, you I saw the whole thing coming. Wow. And and, and so and and so this thing, you know, you know your 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 community will appreciate this. You know when Joseph was in Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. And and we love the story of his brothers coming and he hides his identity and he's having all this in. Yeah. And I remind people, you know, the only thing that I was was just I just came ahead, yeah. right? I didn't have to go back mm. because I just happened to be watching things that nobody else was watching. Yeah. And so my big concern was 2015 because that's when all this was announced. Yeah. And it was announced by Peter Daszak when he said, we need the public to accept a pan-coronavirus vaccine. And this is a quote. I'm, I'm, this is not me projecting. He said, we need the media to create the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will follow if they see profit at the end of the process. He made that statement. Wow. In possession of the United States Wuhan virus. And this is a part of the story that people don't even know. The thing in Wuhan wasn't from Wuhan. It was from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. 
Mm. We made the bioweapon in 2016. We published a paper in 2016 wow. that says SARS coronavirus poised for human emergence in 2016. Wow. This was not a lab leak. It wasn't yeah. a China thing. Wasn't a bat. This was, yeah. No. I, I will say, this is not a bat and a pangolin walking into a bar and getting no. it on. That, that is not what happened. This was a biological warfare agent. It was aimed at the heart of America. And there is no question that mm. this was done by traitors who sought the overthrow of a country without ever firing a bullet. They were firing yeah. shots instead. Well, um, knowing all that and seeing this unfolding as you have, obviously you have been dealing with this also from a legal perspective. Yeah. Can you tell us what's going on? Yeah, well, listen, the strongest laws we have in America, the unfortunate thing is we don't use them very often, mm. is our antitrust laws. Okay. Because most of the people don't know that the way the, the kind of the country works as a legal institution is that we have this thing called the Commerce Clause, and it's the way that the federal government reaches into absolutely everything, mm -hmm. right? They, they reach into all the states and they control all the states with the yes. Commerce Clause. Well, inside of that, Back in the late 1800s and then again in the early 1900s, there was the Sherman Act and the Clayton Act. These are the two antitrust laws in America. Mm -hmm. What's important about those laws is it makes it illegal to conspire to commit a crime mm -hmm. in commercial activity in America. Mm -hmm. Those laws were largely written to break up rail and banking and all that kind of stuff, steel kind of yeah. industrial um, collusion back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Sure. But then they were also used to break up the mafia in the 1920s and 30s. Mm -hmm. These are very powerful laws. And in tandem mm -hmm. with our tax laws, they were very effective in busting the mob. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, Alex Azar, the Department of Health and Human Services Secretary, appointed in 2017 by Donald Trump, very fascinating. He was actually, at the time, being investigated for antitrust crimes. For, and get what he did. What he did was he actually tripled the price and he price fixed the price of insulin for patients in Mexico. Wow. Now, that's just pure cold blood, right? Yeah. Mexico isn't filled with rich people. Sure. Diabetics in Mexico don't have three times enough. You know, you can't yeah. jack the price of insulin up no. three times and somehow or another it's not going to harm real yeah. human beings. But Alex Azar did that. Yeah. He hid that information from President Trump. He came mm. in to run the criminal racket with Anthony Fauci mm. to make sure that he hijacked America. Wow. This, I mean, it, you know, this, this is really the, the foundation on which this thing was, it's been yeah. uh, uh, premeditated. Oh, yeah, this... For a long time. This oh, yeah, is yeah, no yeah. mistake. No, no, no. And, and remember, I mean, foundation stones are foundation stones. Sure. You know, Anthony Fauci cut this foundation stone not in 1984 when he came to NIAID. Mm. He cut it long before. Because Anthony Fauci lives in a world where he can look at you or he can look at me mm. and he can say, you know what, you're expendable. Yeah. He, he doesn't mind doing an experiment that results in the death of a person. Mm. Now... As I said yesterday in my presentation, I don't know what life you have to live where you can look at another fellow human being and go, yeah, mm. in the interest of vaccines, in the interest of science, I don't mind if you die. Yeah. But he's done that thousands and thousands of times. He, in fact, in the name of science, 
has murdered tens of thousands of people mm. just so he can promote an agenda where he said in 1984, I will invariably have a vaccine for HIV. Now, think about that word, invariably. Yeah. That means I'm never giving up on one thing. And listen, under his watch, allergies have increased, not decreased. Sure. Illness has increased, not decreased. And this is the guy who runs the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease. The yeah. things that he is supposed to be doing, the $191 billion, and that's a B, yeah. billion dollars that have gone through his hands. Mm. The country's not only gotten worse, but he hijacked our democracy by creating a biological warfare event. There's so, there's, I mean, I've had so many doctors come through here and talk about Fauci and talk about the incompetency and this and that, but you're, you're really bringing this to a whole other level. Yep. You're, it, it, you know, it's like Mickey said, this was planned. Yep. This was, this was actually, Mickey was telling me the story, how the, it, it was brought to his attention. Want to get plugged into the Voice of Healing? Stream hours of VOH content on any device from home or on the go. Get access to all the teachings and programs that the Voice of Healing is streaming worldwide and be an integral part of what the Lord is doing in the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen. Sign up today by heading to voh.church watch. Before uh, it ever came out, and then um, and I think it was a few months later, all of a sudden everything started unfolding, yep. and he said, we need to get on top of this yep. now. Um, where do you think that everything is heading with this right now? Well, the good news is conversations like this. You know, yeah. we we are doing something that I I like to use historical metaphors. So, yeah. 1849, gold rush in California. Everybody goes out, drops mm. dynamite into these old dry mountains in California, blows them to smithereens, and gold comes out, and it all works. 1898, mm. everybody hears there's gold in the Yukon. So they take the same tools, they go up to the Yukon, and they drill holes, they put dynamite in, and unfortunately, up in Yukon, it's permafrost. So what happens yeah. when you put dynamite in is it goes, poof. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> and, but, but something does happen, and this is the important part of the story. Something does happen. Little mm. cracks open up, and then the water freezes and thaws and freezes and thaws. And I've always mm. said that the gold rush of 1898 happened in 1902 because four seasons yeah. of water just Point slowly just breaking up, freezing, breaking up, freezing, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden the gold came out of the Yukon. That's what's happening with us right now. This yeah. conversation is another crack. Water's gonna come in, it's gonna spread the rocks a little more. Mm. We are so, so winning this one. Yeah. Because they, as an organization, as a criminal conspiracy, wanted fear to prevail. Yeah. And it turns out that the hearts and minds of Americans, there's 40 to 50% of us, Yeah where something else is more important than fear. Exactly. What an amazing, amazing experience. And they had no idea. Mm. They thought we'd all fear. Yeah. They thought we'd all collapse. They thought you and I would never find each other. Yeah. But what are we doing right now? Exactly. We just made their plans a whole lot harder. Exactly. You know, it's, a, it, it's amazing to me, the people that believe their narrative, Yeah. how terrified they are. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking at people that are 80, 90 years old yeah. with a mask on, like, how long do you think you're going to live anyway? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, and now we have this whole, this thing, what's really I see happening, 
is there's more damage being done by the vaccination and people are seeing it. Yeah. And this all of a sudden it is waking people up that, why are you still vaccinating me? Why do you still want me to have a vaccination when people are dying after yep. they have this? Yep. When people are getting sick, it, it's not keeping people. Matter of fact, you know, it's the only thing that's keeping the COVID really going yeah. is these vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, I mean, and this is something they don't want to tell you, but in every clinical trial of Pfizer and Moderna, if you go through the 40,000 patients in those trials, mm. every single one of those trials said that 85 or more percent of the people who received the injection within the first 14 days had all the COVID symptoms or most of the COVID symptoms. Mm. In other words, getting the injection gave you the COVID. COVID. Yep. The reason why they set the date for measuring efficacy after 14 days is because between zero and 14, mm. over 80% of the population got sicker because they were injected. They don't yeah. tell you that, but it's in the published study. Wow. And so they just moved the goalpost yep. to pass 14 days because inside of 14 days, everybody got sicker and people died and people had permanent injury. But because it was inside of 14 days, it didn't fall to the measured outcome. Yeah. So, so th th this thing was corrupt. Every level it was corrupt. But it's important for us to realize that we shouldn't even use the term vaccination. This is a gene therapy that's defined by the FDA. It's in the SEC filings for both BioNTech and for Moderna. So Pfizer and Moderna yep. both call it gene therapy. We must call it what it is. It's a bioweapon. I, so many of my people are asking about this. We have, again, we have people all over the world. We yeah. have a large following in Australia. Yeah. And you know what's happening there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. 1,200 people died of the COVID and, and the whole nation is in lockdown. When you use the term gene therapy, yeah. exactly what does that mean yeah. to, to the layman that's out there that really doesn't understand medical terms? Yeah. Because this is very important to understand. Yeah, it's super because, important. Because the way I see it, there's a modification happening. Yeah. Okay. So, and and, and let's 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 unpack this. So let's go back to Pasteur, allegedly the founder and father of vaccines. Yep. The idea was, I'm going to expose you in a small degree to something that could harm you. Yep. So that your body has the ability, while you're healthy, put up immune to system. put immune system. Good old fashioned immune theory 101. Yep. Okay. And then we went along and we realized smallpox vaccines were harming and killing people, and we don't talk about that. But Fauci did. In 2002, he said it was the deadliest vaccine that America had ever made. Yeah. You didn't hear him say that because he never told people out loud, but it was mm. published. Yep. Deadliest. Yep. Right. But then what we started doing is we started coming up with modifications. We do a fragment of a virus. We do, you know, we do an attenuated virus or we mm. use a killed virus. So we tried yeah. to make the whole system safer. But all along, we were taking a piece of nature and we were putting in nothing mm. different from a fish allergy. Uh, uh, you know, a peanut butter allergy, whatever you, sure. you, you're giving somebody a little dose of something to, to make the their new, body adopt. Yep. Now let's get really clear on what's happening. What you are being injected with right now is a computer simulated code, mm. not derived from coronavirus. It is a computer simulated model of the spike protein mRNA. Mm. And what that does is it tells your body to make the toxin. Did you hear what I just said? I heard it, yeah. It tells your body to make the toxin, and then you hope, you hope mm. that having made it, your body then 
will actually develop immunity to the thing you made. Sure. But here's the part of mRNA that's broken. This mm-hmm. is not like an old school vaccination. Mm-hmm. This is giving your body instructions to become a bioweapons factory. Wow. Your body is making a toxin. Yes. Then you're hoping your body defends itself against the toxin you told it to make. Mm. Now listen, if we said the truth of what this was, and what I said is scientifically exactly what is happening, this is not triggering an immune response. This is triggering your body to become mm. a bioweapons factory. Wow. And then you hope, you hope mm. that it works to defend itself against the thing you told it to make. Now here's where the problem comes in. If you think about the implications of what I just said, this is so not even a vaccine. And the FDA officially said it's not. In their official documents, it says it's gene therapy. We are doing irreparable harm to what we pretend not to know. But here's the spoiler. The 10 years leading up to the foundation of Moderna, the 10 years leading up to it, was a National Science Foundation grant called, and I'm quoting, Darwinian chemical systems. Mm. That's where Moderna came from. Wow. You know what Darwinian chemical systems is? I don't. Trying to figure out how to get an mRNA to actually write into the genome to get life started. And some of the language that many of those authors use is after a post-extinction event. Wow. This is not, this is not an innocent little, ah, we didn't see it coming. Ten years of research said that we know how to get a cell to adapt itself after an extinction-level event, and now we're pretending that it doesn't write into your genome? Crazy. Ten years of funding says they're wrong. What would you say to people that have been vaccinated? What would you say to those that have already received the jab? Yeah, so you know what? That's a beautiful question. I think we need to have a ton of compassion. I think Mm -hmm. the last thing that they need is some smart aleck to come along and tell them that they Mm -hmm. made a bad decision. I think we need to have mercy. I think we need to have understanding. I -hmm. think we need to support grief where it happens because a lot of people are permanently harmed. Some people have died because of it. So we have to access first our humanity. The second thing I would say is that you need to access something else. And this is really critical. Mm -hmm. We've developed a culture in which living is avoiding dying. Yeah. We, we've done a terrible job of defining what living is. Exactly. And the second thing we have to do is we have to make sure that we have a life worth living. Yeah. That means Amen. fulfilling our God-given mandate on why we're here. Amen. Right? We've been entrusted with much. Much is required. Figure Amen. out what you've been entrusted with and start owning that. And then, having done that, then sit down and listen to people like Dr. Zelenko, Dr. Christiane Northrup. You know, right here is an attendee. Dr. Mitchell Fleischer. These people, passionate people, Dr. Peter McCullough. These are Mm -hmm. people who have had the heart and soul and compassion to listen to what's going on, to step in with solutions, and listen. As long as we have heartbeat, as long as we have breath, we have hope, right? Sure. So, So the fact of the matter is, there are people who are doing the right thing. There are people who are stepping into the gap for those who made those decisions. And we are not beyond repair, but we are in active need of making sure that even if we get repaired, we better have examined our life because we let fear dictate something and we need to pluck that out by its roots. 
because the next thing that comes along, if we still have fear, we didn't learn anything. Yeah. I, I, it's a, it's a, to me, it's a wake-up call for so many people yeah. that this thing has gotten as far as it yeah. has. Um, do you really believe the intention is a depopulation? Yeah. Not even a question. Not even a population. Not, 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 not even a question. Do you believe so, these people are going to be held accountable for this? Do you well, think we're at a place that the, there can be a uh, an interjection that that people are going to start wising up? People are going to start coming after them. You know, I know that you have suits against them. Uh, where do you see all that coming? You know. I, I, I love to remind people that in the Bible we have a whole bunch of minor prophets. Mm -hmm. Most of us kind of get get somewhere lost in running out of figuring out whether Obadiah is a Hosea or is a, you know, we, sure. we just get kind of, but, but let me simplify it, right? In every one of those stories, what happens is somebody actually is going, doing the right thing. Yep. And then they're sitting there going, I feel like I'm the only one doing the right thing. And then always, the story every time is God comes in in one form or another and goes, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. I've preserved a remnant. Amen. good people. Right. That's, I just spoiled all your sermons because, you know, that, <laughs> the, it, the, the, right. the, the whole of all those books has one message, which is don't give up. You know, do what you're here to do. Mm. Push on because there's always a the thing. So here's my, here's my answer. We've already won. They're running for the hills right now. They're, they're flailing with reflexes and doing what crazed animals do. They are not thinking logically, mm -hmm. which means we've already won. They know that we've won. And by actively engaging, and, and what I came here to do yeah. is I gave every single person in this country the ability to download the criminal indictment against Alex Azar, against Anthony Fauci, against Ralph Barrick, Mm -hmm. against all the criminal co-conspirators, including Peter Daszak. Mm -hmm. I gave everybody the tools. You can actually download those tools. You can take them and send them to your attorney general, to your U.S. attorney. And I'll tell you what, if enough Americans, and by Do the way, this. I'm talking about the 40%, 50% that didn't bend the knee. Yep. If enough Americans do this, there will be no chance, but they will have to take it on. Yeah. And that's why if I actually said I doubted it, what I'd mm -hmm. really be saying is I doubt Americans, and I don't. I will not doubt the people of this country because I know that if they know there is something to do, they will do it. You know, there, I don't know how versed you are in the scripture. You know, unfortunately, I grew up translating it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's just say I, I ate, slept, and breathed it probably more hours than most people have ever even looked at it. So Jesus said... You know, he was asked about the end of the age. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of yeah, Man. Yeah, And we know I, I've done extensive teachings on this all over the world about the, the Nephilim, yep. the, the, the giants. And it wasn't just that these giants, matter of fact, what Jesus says, they were eating, sleeping, marrying, and giving in marriage yeah. until the flood came and took them all yep. away. Well, why would the Lord be mad about people eating, drinking, and marriage, right? But when you start studying what, the Bible says marriage is. It's the intercourse of two people. Yeah. Then you start studying the book of Enoch. Enoch says yep. that they were eating people, right? Yep. These Nephilim. Yep. Yep. Uh, they were having intercourse with the daughters of the earth, marriage, according to biblical principle, yeah. right? But I've always said this will, the in Genesis 1, 
the Lord said to Adam and Eve and Satan, his seed will be at enmity, war with your seed. Yeah. Meaning this is going to be a war of seed. If you look at the word for seed, it also yep. means sperm. Yeah. It's a, it's a war of DNA. Yep, it is. And I believe what you're saying, this is where we're at right now. I, I believe, I don't just believe these men are bad. I believe they're evil being used or possibly even these, these fallen ones. And they are, they're trying to destroy what God has created within us. Yeah, so let me tell you the other side. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, my, my wife, Kim, is a beautiful, amazing person. Mm. And she is someone who did not grow up in a religious environment at all. So for me to tell you this story mm. is proof that we've won. Amen. We were out several weeks ago at the Church of Glad Tidings with Dave and Cheryl Bryant. And Pastor Dave had a had a impulse to tell us that we needed to come to the Saturday evening service. And Kim and I were out having dinner with a bunch of people, and she kept poking me. She said, hey, Pastor Dave wants you to go back to the church. She kept poking me. She doesn't do that, right? So, eh, just <laughs> Let's go get, to church. Get, eh. So anyhow, finally left the table. We went to the church, and we walked in the back, and Pastor Dave said, hey, I want you to come up. And he, he prophesied about both me and Kim and, nice. and what we're doing in the world. And then something happened that I wasn't prepared for, and I can guarantee you Kim didn't even know what was happening. He said, I want all the intercessors to come up and lay hands on you. Amen. And I was just looking over at my wife going, oh, this is going to end badly. That's not something she, <laughs> she hasn't grown up in that world, right? Yeah. And then a beautiful woman stood in front of her and started speaking in tongues, laying their hands on her, speaking Amen. in tongues. I looked at my wife, her face was transfixed, just beautiful, peace, calm, everything else. Amen. Went on for a little long. And, and, and then afterwards, I actually said, I need a bucket. And somebody went out and got a Home Depot bucket, big orange bucket. Yeah. Brought it to the front of the church. I asked Pastor Dave to sit down. I knelt down and I washed his feet. Amen. Haven't done that for a long, long time. Amen. We had one of the most beautiful evenings that I've ever had in a church ever. Amen. Now, fast forward to a conversation. We were in the middle of a conversation about two weeks later. People were talking about, oh, you know, Fauci and Dashik and all the evil and everything else. And my wife pipes up and she goes, but they've never seen the love I saw at the Church of Glad Tidings. Amen. You know what's amazing? What's amazing is mm. my wife saw it. Amen. Right? She was able to say, hey, the one thing they never counted on, they never calculated the effect of what happens when a mm. tall Australian that's never darkened the door of a church has somebody lay hands on her, prophesy, speak in tongues, and show her love, and then she becomes, she becomes the storyteller. Amen. That goes, guess what? Fauci never knew I was coming because mm. he didn't. He didn't yeah. know an Australian woman was going to speak the truth that says nothing can break the power of mm. when two or more are gathered together. You know Beautiful. what? Criminal conspiracies can't hold a candle to that. No, no, they can't. 
Oh, hallelujah. Boy, there, there's a lot. We got to get together. You got it. When we get the studios going here in Houston, which should be shortly, we want to have you come down and do some stuff with that'd you be awesome. on a continual basis. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And doctor, I, I, I think it's important that more people hear, you know, what you're saying because the information just isn't out there. I want to bless everyone that's been listening. This is Dr. David Martin. And uh, brother, you're just, my mind, you got it swimming right now. So many things I want to say and ask, but I'm going to get it all jotted down. We're going to do this again. Oh, brother. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I, I'm, I love what you, your, your testimony, your wife's testimony about people. It's, it's the story of what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the Lord, when this all broke out, the Lord said something to me that really put it in perspective. He said, I'm, I'm pushing my church to its knees to get them ready for what I'm getting ready to do. There you go. And he said, this is irrelevant, but it will birth what I'm going to do in the earth. Yeah. And I do believe that's going to be a birth of the glory of God. There's I think no we're question. going to see the greatest harvest that's ever been seen. And if it's people coming in to get healed that have been vaccinated, they realize they made a huge mistake or whatever it is, we're going to watch Jesus move unlike any other generation, brother. We're going to be part of that. I'll tell you something that happened. Not, you know, I was, we had a, uh, the Lord was speaking to me about this stuff and about things are getting ready to change now. Things are getting ready to shift back into what I'm getting ready to do in a re release of the glory. Yeah. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. This yeah. is a government takeover, but the, Jesus is going to have his government come <laughs> into the earth now, right? And I was like, Lord, you know, I, I know that it's close, I know, yeah. but, you know, I need, you know, I just need you to confirm that, that it's not too far off. When I got a call that day, there was a couple in our church, they had a baby. Um, the baby was born dead. It had been dead for over 15 minutes. They called one of my other pastors, who is a doctor, Yeah. And they began to pray. They were there in the delivery room. They had, the baby had not left. The doctors couldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, the baby came back to life. Yeah. After 15 minutes. Yeah. Now, that child today, is there's nothing wrong with it. Yep. There's no yep. you know, lack of oxygen problems, yep. no nothing. But when I heard that, that's when the Lord spoke to me. I'm getting ready to resurrect yeah. my church. I'm getting ready to resurrect my people. And, and, and it's so needed right now because there is an awakening happening. Yep. And it's time for this move of God. Bless all of you out there for listening to us today, The Voice of Healing. Uh, Dr. Martin, how can people get, reach out, get this information, get this letter uh, yeah, signed so to give it to their people? Beautiful. Yeah, the letter, the, the indictment letter is on two websites. You can go to fullyliveacademy.com which is my wife and I's platform, fullyliveacademy.com, or you can go to davidmartin.world. Mm. Both of those have an attorney general link on there. Yeah. And all you do is hit the attorney general link. It drops in the form. You print it, send it certified mail, and let's light up America. Amen. Because we do have, exactly to your point, we have not a remnant. We have an army. Amen. And, and, and this, this, thing, this thing's in our hands. Exactly. Right, it's in our hands. Exactly, brother. You've been listening to the Voice of Healing Radio. We just want to thank all of you that are out there. For those of you that, uh, that have had the vaccination, which so many have reached out to me and, and, and worried about this 
Jesus goes way past any vaccination. He can change your DNA. We've seen it healed with people that had diseases within their DNA and their body that could not be medically treated, and I've watched the Lord heal them. This is something that is greater than any man, any medicine, any science. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. We've been speaking with Dr. David Martin. We want to thank you for coming out, brother, and we want to do this again with you. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Amen. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.